Yes, everybody, welcome. And we wanted everybody to get a taste of my voice. I will probably do less talking on this podcast. Um, I just did a two-hour worship set yesterday um, when I was already battling um, uh, a little tinge of laryngitis. And I I don't sing soft. I no, you project. Don't. I pick. I happen to pick songs that that I love. Are songs that demand a lot too. So. Yeah, I was awesome. It was an incredible experience because we're doing a 21-day fast and our church is doing for 21 days, have the prayer room open from 6 to 6 p.m. And um, so I did a set. Uh, and, and Most of the sets are a whole worship team. And I didn't have time to ask anybody else to join me. So I go in there with my guitar. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, <clears throat> and I'm leading prayer. And I'm, and I'm, uh, I, I, when I sing, I little, I really do. I'm like, it hey, doesn't need a microphone. Others. Yeah. But it was, uh, man, the presence of God was there. And there was hardly anybody there. It was the afternoon session. And there are times that the room was pretty full. And at, at one point, there was nobody there. That's when I'm setting my equipment up. And, right. then, and then there was about six or eight people at the most. But I didn't care. The Lord had already been, I was like, Lord, this is for you. But man, like, a lot of prophetic worship was happening, and I am like, man, I wish this was recorded. This is yeah. incredible. Of course, the last 30 minutes, I was singing probably like I sound now. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. Whenever we used to have like long night prayer meetings, that's how I would sound by the end of the prayer meetings. Sure. Absolutely. So we have a guest today. Would you like to introduce her? I'll do a lot of question asking, but I'll let you introduce yeah, her. Yeah, I'm really excited to have Esther here. Esther is on Operation Light Forces board. She's an amazing woman of God, kind of fiery, um, just kind of. No, I'm kidding. She's very fiery. And um, she today it was like, introduce yourself, and she took over our board yeah. meeting. She started us how to run our ministry. <laughs> and I knew she would laugh. And, uh, but she's got such wisdom, and she's, she's built an amazing school. Um, not one school, it's multiple schools and uh, for special needs kids. Yes. And that's dear to my heart because of Nathaniel. Yes. You know, it, sometimes God brings those special people along in your life to wake you up to something you didn't know much about before. <laughs> Amen. Now I know a lot firsthand. Amen. <laughs> I won't talk a okay. lot. Okay. So, so how did you uh, meet my dad? How did you get involved? I don't actually think I know the story. Well, I, um, it was my birthday. It was a few years ago. I'm not quite sure how many, but I was at a Christian retreat and your dad's books, a friend of your dad was, was, uh, had a bunch of his books on a table and he came up to me and he said, I have to give you one of these Bibles. God speaks Bible. And it was a purple. I mean, I uh -huh. still have yeah. it today, the purple cover. And I went home because I always felt like I never wanted to be called a prophet, but I always felt like the Lord used me to encourage and to build up yeah, the yeah. body of Christ. Um, but I went home and I just loved reading that that Bible. And oh, yeah. It became a love for me. And, and then um, I don't know how we actually met. <laughs> Uh, who was, was it, that it Mary Ellen that connected us? It must have been because about Nathaniel. Okay. And about having a school in Tampa. And it's always been no. my desire to have a school here. But every time we tried to open the door, it wouldn't open. Okay. So 
That's why, Richard. And I, I feel there's a kindred spirit between your family and my family mm-hmm. because I also have, well, I have, uh, I have two special needs children now. Um, How many kids do you have total, just for the listeners to know? <laughs> I have 10 children. 10 children. How many adopted? Five. Five. Uh-huh. And you adopted, uh, the two special needs were adopted? One, uh, our son was born with Downs. He was our sixth child. Okay. And then um, we adopted, our, the first child we adopted was part of our school. And she um, she had, has special <clears throat> needs. Okay, that's awesome. Okay, so where are you from? I'm Scottish. I'm from Scotland. Okay. <laughs> w- w- at what point did you move to the States? Oh, I was 17. I was okay. a teenager, rebellious teenager. Ah, uh, running away. Running away. Okay. Uh-huh. We came a long way away. Yeah. Married, had a couple of children. Okay. Uh, was totally a heathen. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, You did that well too, didn't you? I did it really, <laughs> well. <laughs> really, really well. And then uh, at 27, got radically saved. Tell us about that experience. Oh my gosh. I had married for the second time and we only knew i only knew this man a month and i married him <laughs> it was a little crazy you oh know. man yes uh-huh but he was a thing he had never been married and he took me and my two children and i knew he loved me but i was terrified so i informed him I'm going to church on Sunday. We're going to find God. <laughs> because you didn't want because you were scared. You didn't want him to leave you or Well, I was I was seeing demons in the second marriage that were in the first marriage that I blamed the other guy. Ah, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And you're like, it might possibly I might have something to do with this. <laughs> yes. I might have something to do with it. So um I loved God, but I I did had no relationship yeah. with him. And we went, I tried every church in, we were in a small, small town of like 400 people. And I tried every church in that town and just didn't feel like I belonged anywhere. Okay. You know, yeah. So anyway. No, tell uh, us, tell us. Well, no, I have to tell you about, there was a, we moved into, I was a realtor. So I was selling real estate and I had bought this property that was right next to a elementary school that was having church in it. There was a church on yeah, meeting yeah. on a Sunday. They were the holy rollers. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I said, I'm going everywhere. I'm not going to that holy roller church. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went to that holy roller church and got radically saved. Heard the voice of God. He told me I was healed. And um, I've I've just never been the same since that day. When you meet God, it changes your life. That's for sure. Exactly. Okay. So you you were a realtor. You came here from Scotland. You get saved. What happens? You stay a realtor. How does the schools all get started? How does all that kind of come about? Well, um, I we moved we moved from. Washington State to Florida. That is uh, that is a far, far move. Yes, my husband gave me an opportunity. He said we can go to. There was no work. It was the time when um, interest rates were like twenty five percent. We were new builders. We had eleven homes, spec homes on the market that we couldn't sell, couldn't get them, couldn't give them away, mm. and um, we held on for about eighteen months. 
and then we finally had to give everything up. Oh. So been there, done that, you know. Rough. And hey, you know, and new Christians. So then you're really feeling like, yeah, oh my trust gosh. Trust the God and all that. Yeah. Right. And what did I do wrong? You know, uh-huh. you, you start. Anyway, so Chris said, look, they're, they're, there's a work in California, Texas or Florida. And I said, well, let's, I'd, I had been to Texas and didn't care for it and didn't care for California. Let's go to uh, Florida. Okay. So we came here. We brought our four children to Florida, and um, it was like, oh, my God, it's so hot down here. It's like, <laughs> this is where all the demons live. Oh. <laughs> that was my, I thought, Lord, what are you doing sending me? <laughs> uh, what part of Florida were you guys living in at the clear, time? Clearwater. Oh, well, you got the beach at least. It's not that bad. You got a breeze, right? Well, I remember I was in Scotland um, sometime back, and it was it was summertime. I want to say June or July. Uh-huh. And I was playing tennis in the morning in shorts and no shirt. Because oh. uh, I was pretty hot. Right. And by the afternoon, it was blowing snow. <laughs> That's in the middle Scotland. of summer. Now, <laughs> and now, I wouldn't have sat around without a shirt on. But I, did, but I hadn't brought, I had only brought like button-up shirts and I couldn't, it was restrictive. Right. So I was like, once I got warmed up, I took my shirt off. And because uh, I was sweating, you know, <laughs> but but I had to wear a jacket and that's the middle of summer. So that's the gap between Scotland and Florida. Right. Oh, wow. Exactly. There's two weeks in in uh, in Scotland in the summertime where you have maybe 70 degrees, but it's only two weeks. <laughs> oh, so it's it's really cold. It's windy, cold, rainy. Yes. So Washington felt like at home. kind yes, of. Yes, right? exactly. Okay. So here I am. So I. Yeah, in fact, when we moved to Washington, it was like, oh, this is the new Scotland. Just slightly a, warmer Scotland. Oh, yes. I okay. loved it. And then we're down, now we're in Florida. I didn't want to sell real estate in Florida. Florida scared me. It was like, oh, no, there's too many people down here. Yeah. So I wanted to buy a daycare center, actually, and... and uh, I had been in real estate, so I knew how to write contracts. So I made. I met this lady who wanted to retire, and uh, I said, "Well, sell me." We had no money. Remember, we've yeah, lost yeah. Everything, everything. Did you guys file for bankruptcy? Yes. Okay. Everything's gone. Right. Starting from so scratch. We're starting from. Uh, so I, I say, well, look, I'll come and work for you for free for a year, and that'll pay your down, give you the down payment, and then you can, we can make payments. We'll, we'll make payments. So we had it all worked out. Her attorney, she had it all worked out. We were fabulous. I was buying a daycare, and um, she called me up one night, crying her eyes out. I, I'm not ready to retire. Please, please let me out of this contract. Mm. Well, by that time, I was a pretty committed Christian. Uh And I remember saying, it's okay, I'll do that. So I had this little Italian lady that kept telling me I needed to be in Mary Kay. I didn't even wear makeup. (laughs) That was a a whole 10 years. So I joined Mary Kay, was in Mary Kay for 10 years, was a sales director, loved it. Always loved all of my jobs throughout my life. Uh, had a special needs son, and I, when he was five, I tried to put him into Christian school, and I was told that they couldn't accommodate him. Mm. 
And by that point, I was devastated because I thought, have they read their Bible? Oh. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, you know, we like to judge. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me, I think. <laughs> but anyway, I put him in public school and I saw how mm. he was just, he, 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 first couple of years he did great. But then, um, because we believed Robert was the healed of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we believed he was healed. We weren't, you know, we're just waiting our turn or waiting our time out. And um, Robert, ah, oh, I saw, I just saw some horrible things happening to him. Mm. And I, I, I felt hopeless. I felt hopeless. So I'm in ministry at this point. I've come out of real estate. I've come out of Mary Kay. I've got a call of God on my life. I'm in ministry. I've been in ministry at least five years by that point, and my and um, Robert gets put into public school, and I, my prayer was, I want him in a Christian school. Mm-hmm. Amen. And by the time he uh, was thirteen years old, I had still been doing prayer ministry that didn't bring any income in. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that. Uh-huh. I know people like that. You know that <laughs> that. And my husband said, Esther, would you please get a job? And I was like, I, I've got a job. <laughs> and um, he said, would you please get a job? It has a paycheck. <laughs> I said, right. He, was, he said, I need some help. Mm. And when he said it the third time, I really did hear him. It took him three times to <laughs> tell me. But I, I really did hear him. And being had been in, successful in the business world as a realtor, as a Mary Kay sales director. So I, know, I knew how to sell. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and I prayed to the Lord, you know, I've got to go out and find a job. And I was offered two jobs. One was the post office. And my, my dear friend said, oh, you're going to give the, uh, the world's mail. You're not going to be giving God's mail anymore. <laughs> you're like, well, not anymore. <laughs> that was it. That was like. So I prayed and the Lord said, open a school. Okay. And I, I heard his voice so clearly, and I, I said, yes, I, I'll do it. And we, we opened the school 18 years ago with two children, Robert and an autistic child, in a drug and alcohol church in St. Petersburg, Florida. I'm telling you, when God wants you to do something and you're obedient, it'll happen for you. Amen. It's just absolutely, I mean, I would go up to uh, Indian Rocks Beach to pick up this child, my second student, 45 minutes and bring him down to St. Pete, North St. Pete. Well, that's included in tuition, 45-minute car rides? Hey, we did it. That's I mean, awesome. We did it because um, he, anyway, we did it. We just, <clears throat> we brought him in and uh, that's how we began, two okay. by two. Two students, two just you, two. just you and two students. Uh-huh. And how did it grow? How many, how many different schools do you guys have now? So um, right now we have nine okay uh this this summer we'll have 12 13 wow and we have there's such a need for it yes you were you were telling us during the board meeting that you can't like as soon as you start a new school it's filled with students by the start of the first date it's not even something you guys are having to to even try to market even necessarily it's just they're coming because they have a need that's right great need i've seen statistics on that like 90 something percent of Christians who have special needs don't go to church because there's, they can't put their kids in, there's no place for them. That's right. And, um, 
uh, one of the pastors in our city was talking about how they put on their website that you could sign up with your kid's special needs and that they would have a one-on-one for them. And that they took it down in like three or four days because some mom found it, shared it to the community, and they had like hundreds of them trying to sign up per week of families who like, we want to go to church, we want to be involved, we just can't disrupt your whole, you know, kids ministry by bringing our kid and expecting him to, you know, sit there for an hour and a half and do arts and crafts. And so there, there we've had this experience, but there's a pastor in town whose um, daughter walked in while he was preaching and um, was like, I can't find my iPad. And one day <laughs> um, she um, decided it was time to change clothes or something of that nature and began to disrobe. And it was just like, I was like, there's no one else and I could talk those stories about yeah, because yeah. Nathaniel's done that here yeah. and mm-hmm. people aren't ready for that they don't understand that people look at you like what's wrong with you as a parent that you can't control, control your this <laughs> oh I know yeah <laughs> the thing that people like it's the 24-7 7 days oh, yeah. a week 365 well, even, days even this morning I was making breakfast and and I heard a door open and it was a different door it was y'all's door and I was like, I didn't hear anybody coming in. <laughs> and so I was like, and mom walks around the corner and she goes, where's Nathaniel? And I was like, I honestly don't know. <laughs> and he had gone into your apartment. So she's out front yelling for him and stuff like that. And I, and I chose correctly. I was like, the last door I heard open was, and he was playing your PS5. No, <laughs> nothing criminal about that. But people don't understand how much you have to be on high alert. I, I wouldn't have even thought twice. If you being at 15, yeah, going and doing something like that, yep. you know, right. um, we wouldn't if we wouldn't be on alert. I think there's this thing, I, I don't know how to describe it, but like in the body of Christ, we love testimonies, right? We love to, to share this person was, and this isn't just like the spirit filled, like people who don't believe in like you know, healing even still love to share testimonies of like this family was poor. Now they have a house, right? You know, this kind of stuff. It's hard to have a testimony for someone with with special needs because the testimony of saying, Hey, we babysat this kid two hours a day for the last 15 years. Does not have like a victory kind of sense to it? And so there's this thing of like care, like in the body of Christ, learning to care for people, we love to fix, we love to heal, we love the testimony. But the idea of consistent care is something that I see. I don't know. I don't know if I saw it before Nathaniel, but since Nathaniel, I've I become so much more aware of like churches. It, it's hard. Like multiple pastors I've talked to, and they're like, "There's there's no like end game, right? It's just a, inevitable forever. You pour in." That's right. And that's that is like it's a, it's a hard thing to devote the amount of resources it takes um you know volunteers, money, all that stuff to accommodate that without any kind of end game payoff, you know. And so that whole idea of care is something I think that the body of Christ kind of struggles with. And it seems like something that it's on your heart because you didn't just have one special needs. You knew <laughs> you knew how hard it was and you adopted another and have how many total students do you guys have? Around 600. 600. And are you the principal for how many of them? No, I'm just the principal for one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, the CEO, so I'm the president. Okay. But I just recently went back to being a principal. And 
I love being with the children. Yeah. I love it. And they You're love good. me. You yeah. know what's really oh, yeah. nice? These kids love you. Oh, yeah, they, they do. They just love you for they who do. you are. You know, uh-huh. but they're, they're not, they don't judge you. And I think that's what's so beautiful. Um, Melissa's now 26 and lives, uh, the Lord has been so gracious to us. He gave us a home where um, her and her brothers live they actually have kind of like an apartment downstairs and my husband and I are upstairs and our son, Robert, who is 32, will be 33 real soon. He lives in his own little house on the property. He's um, self, you know, he, he takes care of himself. I pay all his bills. He's got a great life. Yeah. I'd love someone to yeah. pay all my bills, <laughs> yeah. you know, but the thing is, Robert uh, has Down syndrome. Down syndrome, and then Ma- yes. you said Melissa. Yes. Well, what, what does she have? Well, Melissa came to us twelve years old in an eight-year-old body, failure to thrive, mm. uh, epileptic, and um, non-verbal. And and Melissa, through our schooling, through our school, got her voice, mm. and she's a she's just a sweet little. You know, she's she's put me through a lot, but. <laughs> She's now a sweet girl, uh-huh. um, but they'll always need, they'll always need help. Care. Yes, they'll always need care. Now, Robert is now, we live in the country. See, God is so good and he does give, the, give us our heart's desire. Mm-hmm. Robert wants to get married and have children. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so I'm always trying to fix him up with somebody. <laughs> we took him to Africa. A few years ago, we took him to Africa and we, we, uh, I said, Robert's looking for a wife and three Africans, you know, who raised their <laughs> They said, I'll be his wife. Oh, oh my goodness. So I, I knew I'd have to buy, you know, I'd have to buy. So I, I, through the years I've said to Chris, I've said to Robert, Hey Robert, are you ready for me to buy that wife for oh, you? Oh my and goodness. And he's like, no mom, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, he met a little friend of his who is about his age, a little younger, who's adopting four children and she's an adopted child herself. Mm. And so I said, hey, Robert, there's your ready-made family. Oh, my goodness. He's not buying that. He said, I'm getting married. Mm. I'm going to I'm going to make children the way Dad and you made them. Oh. I thought, oh, my gosh, where did you find out about that? <laughs> so here's what I found out about special needs children. They just want to have a normal life yeah. like everybody else. They want to feel accepted. Exactly. Yeah. And they they can do everything that you and I can do. It may take them. He, you know, over my course of, of life, I've met people in their 60s who got married for the first time. Yeah. You know, I've met people in their 40s and 50s who have got married. So who are we to say, when do you get a high school diploma? When do you get married? You know, yeah. we put all these restrictions or laws on people and uh, it's not the way it goes. God says, hey, I'm an eternal God. Yep. So anyway. Okay, so what's the name of your the schools? Do they all have the same name? They're all Esther School because uh-huh. the Lord changed my name before I had the first school. Um, <laughs> that's a story. Oh, let's hear it. Well, you want to hear it today? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, I was born Marion McKinnon. And so I came to America, Marion, M-A-R-I-O-N, which is the, the male spelling here in america okay but 
my family, there was Marians all through our family. You just got your grandmother's name. Uh-huh. Okay. So I get born again at 27. The Lord speaks to me. Verb. I mean, I hear his voice <laughs> in my heart and he speaks and he says, you're healed. And that, that was a wonderful thing. And, and it took five years for me to get my complete healing. But you see, he is the God of miracles. He, when he Amen. does, he's, when he says he's going to do it, he'll do Amen. it. So I had, I, I started to learn his voice, reading the Bible. Um, I'm going through this. All I want to be is a good wife and a good mother. I'm mm. having a great time. Yeah. And I become very successful in Mary Kay Cosmetics. I give that up to come into full-time ministry. And it's a prayer ministry. I'm still waiting for that prayer ministry, by the way. <laughs> anyway, um, I. <laughs> so the Lord just does great things for me and through me. And, and he said, give Andrew a, a certificate with his name on it and tell Andrew how much I love him and tell Andrew the name, the meaning of his name. Hmm. So I started doing that and. The Lord had healed me and delivered me of rebellion and bitterness. In fact, I had a tree of bitterness in me, Andrew. When the Lord said he appeared, he appeared in a prayer group or a prayer prayer chapel. He he came to me in a prayer chapel and he had a little axe on his hand. I'd never seen Jesus with an axe. I was a little scared. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> And he bent down and he touched my ankle. He said, it won't hurt. And out of me came a tree of bitterness. Mm. So Marion gets delivered from bitterness and rebellion went with it. Mm. I, I'm a seer, so I, I knew in the spirit that this, I saw the tree mm-hmm. of bitterness. I saw it leave. So I just figured every Christian got healed and delivered. Yep. It was their inheritance. Yep. That was it. God speaks to them. And he does speak to every one of us. Are we listening is another story. Oh, amen. amen. But um, anyway, so I'm doing, I'm giving people these certificates. You know, when the Lord tells you to do something and it blesses someone else, you're the one that gets the blessing. Amen. So I was just thrilled at doing this. And and I'm, I'm giving these names. Oh, Richard Lionheart. <laughs> you know, Andrew, Saint. Well, we, we know what the Bible says, but a lot of times we read the Bible, but we don't live it, you know? Oh, yeah. So anyway, I'm having a great time in my, I'm having a great time. And the Lord speaks to me and he says, I'm taking bitterness and rebellion out of my church. Well, I had been, he had taken, I'm now 54. So it's been 27 years of carrying this name Marion. And I, and I was like, oh, Lord, that's great. <laughs> I mean, what do you ask him? How are you going to do that? I don't ask God those questions. When God speaks to me, I just agree with him, mm-hmm. right? So I wish I did. Yeah, I know. That's I a, I, there's a lot of people who... He, I, he always wins, but I'm like, are you well. sure? <laughs> <laughs> well, then he says to me, well, okay, so then I have five ministers call me up because by this point I'm a prayer minister and I, I hear from the Lord and so I get prophetic words for people. And they ask me if I will pray for them. And I said, yes, of course I will. will they? And then they said, would you fast and pray? And I said, yes. You know what fasting is, Richard. It's part of our life. And they said, would you die if I do? But I said I would do it. And 
the Lord had spoke to me before the fast and said, I'm taking bitterness and rebellion out of my church. Okay, I said, great, that's great, Lord. I'm so happy because that's a big problem in our with us, right? With us human people. And then I go on this three-day fast. I come out of the fast and the minister says, God has given you a new name. It's Esther. And I was like, what? My heart sang. Mm. You know, your heart sings. Anyway, it was wonderful. And I was like, oh, I've got a new spiritual name. I was so thrilled. And um, and the Lord said, look up what Marion means. Mm. And I, it meant bitterness and rebellion. Wow. Wow. So I was like, okay, Lord, I like this name, Esther. Yeah. And and the what does Esther mean? It means star. Star. It's it's it, in Israel in in the Hebrew is Hadasha, which is I think a, a myrtle a myrtle tree, which is a sweet smelling tree. Wow. So now I'm gone from a B- bitter tree, tree to, to a, a sweet smelling <laughs> tree. That's, that'll preach right there. Amen. Come on, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I have this new name, Esther, and the preacher says. Chris, what are you going to do when your wife starts getting uh, checks and for Esther? <laughs> and we were like laughing. But see, God knows your personality and God knew that I would go all the way. So I talked to my family. I said, I want to illegally change my name. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask the Scottish family because they would not have allowed that. Yeah. But I did ask my American family and they said, sure, mom, go for it. So I got the name Esther. I was thrilled. And about two years later, we had our first board meeting for Esther. No, we didn't even have a name for the school, but God had spoke, get a school. And the board members were the one who said, we said, what are we going to call this school? And they said, da, Esther. Awesome. So every child that comes into our school is a star. Mm. You see? You see how God works? Yes. His mm. ways are not our ways. No. Anyway, I could talk all day. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So uh, na- do your, does your Scottish family now call you Esther? No. <laughs> do they even know? Do they know? Yes, they okay. do know. But every now and then they'll try to call me Esther, but they'll say, oh, Marion. <laughs> and I'll say yes. Yeah. You know, and we we communicate. I'm... I'm a very, um, okay, see, this is a personality I have. Today I know Richard. We met 20 years ago. I may have not spoke to him in 20 years, but I'll pick up right after, right where we left off. Uh-huh. You understand? Yeah. I, I live a very busy, um, productive life, I feel, for myself. And so I don't have a whole lot of time to email or, or Facebook or do all that kind of stuff. Every now and then... Because the Lord wants us to be aware of what's going on around us. Mm-hmm. And he'll let us know, you know. But uh, my Scottish family, I go there to visit. We, My husband and I love visiting, so we travel. Just like I traveled to Tampa today, yep. you know. It's just like part of our, our, our being, part of our DNA, you uh-huh. know. So, anyway. What's your husband's role with the... With the schools, my husband is the builder. Oh, okay. So when we first um, went into that church, we outgrew it very quickly, okay. and we realized 
And some churches don't know how to deal with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, so, and we realized uh, we needed to get, find our, find some buildings. And so he was, he would remodel, uh, just like your dad does. Yeah. Take an old place, make it beautiful. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how, and, and it happened, actually, this is a great story because we were in St. Pete, and I got a call from a mother from Newport Ritchie. She was crying. Mm. And she was like, Miss Esther, can you please come to Newport Ritchie? I have three autistic children. And if they stay in public schools, they're going to be animals. Mm. Would you please come and help me? And I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And so uh, <laughs> that's how we, that's really. I know, I know why you get along with my dad so well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you have Just, to live your life I, like I'm that. I'm guessing, is, is your husband as much of a free spirit as you are? Um, yes, I would think so. Yeah? So he's I, like, let's do it. Come on, we'll, we'll go start a school in Newport Ritchie. Because like, I know like my wife, is she, she'd be that one. And I'd be like, well, how about we fur? Like, I'm much more of the... <laughs> Numbers, logistics type stuff. Well, my husband is the builder, so, remember? Yeah. Building is his life. He loves to build homes, whatever. And, he's a contractor? Uh, he's a, well, he, yes. Well, yeah. now he became then, well, then he gave up his contracting business for me because I needed a bus driver. Wow. So he's the kind of man that he'll do whatever it takes wow. to help. He's got such a servant's heart. He uh, really does have a servant's that's heart. That's awesome. That's a blessing. <laughs> so you guys do this together. You guys love doing it together. And Yes. And he cool. loves children. That's he, awesome. He really does. He's a much better hostess than I am. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind to people and loves to be with people. And I really don't want to be with a, a whole lot of people. I'll be with kids. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, let me get alone with God. I need to hear what God is saying. Uh-huh. You know, and, and he's like, let's travel. <laughs> oh. That's cool. So you guys do do a lot of traveling outside of Scotland? You guys, yes. you went to Africa. Is that missions trips or, or what are you yes. guys doing? I had to do that. See, that was, I had to, I, um, when we opened the schools, I laid the ministry, I closed the ministry down and, about three years into the into the school, I think it was the third year, the Lord said, I didn't tell you to close it. I just asked if you would lay it down. Mm-hmm. And so he, he gave me, you know, I, I have a ministry to Israel mm-hmm. <laughs> with prayer shawls. I love it. I love praying for people. I love putting shawls on them, blessing them with Israel. And so then he, he sent us all over the world. It's really been quite an adventure. Tell us some testimonies. Talk to us about that. Okay, so New Zealand. You've been, okay. to, you've been to New Zealand. Yes. Big, because big I, island or small island? Um, both, both. Both islands, okay. yes. But I went to New Zealand. I had asked the Lord. I, w- I needed some money. <laughs> you know, you need finances to do things. And I had said to the Lord, Lord... Um, I need some finances, and and he said he, he said read your Bible, and I opened it up to he owns the cattle on a thousand hills, and I said well you could at least sell a couple of cows, <laughs> <laughs> and so he sends me to New Zealand, pays my way, sends me to New Zealand so I can see every you know there's more sheep in New Zealand than there are people. Wow, 
So when you go into New Zealand, you see thousands and thousands of sheep. And I said, I got the picture. <laughs> I got the picture. But that was a great, um, I, you know, that was a great trip of, of uh, intercession and knowing what it is to fight the good fight of faith because you will have, you know, you, you'll have, I know Richard's gone through it. You have warfare. Yeah. Oh, dear God, you have warfare. And I'm in New Zealand crying out to the Lord that he he always comes through. Not the way we think he should. <laughs> he didn't sell a few sheep. <laughs> but I did get the picture. So uh, then we went to Africa. We we brought, but, but the, when we first Where went. Where in Africa? We went to Uganda. And the first time we went into Uganda, we brought four of our special needs students. That was phenomenal. Okay, how was it? Okay, how many people went on that trip? There was ten of us. Okay, did the, each of the special needs kids have like a parent or like a one-on-one? No, we had uh, six adults, and they these were four teenagers. Okay, Robert was one. One was autistic, <clears throat> so one was Down syndrome. One was autistic. One was like she was depressed in deep, deep depression. Um, she got over that like the minute she came to Africa. <laughs> it's like, wow, life's amazing. <laughs> yeah, Back yeah. in she, America. She says, can I please go home to yep. my parents? Yep. And uh, the third child had, um, she had some really deep, deep issues. You know, divorce, all of that affects children and sometimes it affects them really deeply. And yeah. this young woman was affected deeply. Mm. But she went into, she graduated from our school, went into the Air Force and became a really great, um, yeah, she really got She's over. a pilot? I don't think it was a pilot. I don't really know what she, I mean, I, I remember getting pictures from her in her uniform, but she went into the service. Wow. So it was, when you see those things, you know? Uh-huh. So you, the Lord knew Uganda, Uganda was what these cho- these young people needed. Mm. The autistic boy went through high school, went into a little bit of college for computers, and today he makes more money working with computers than his mother does. And she's an educa- She's like a principal of that. Wow, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> that's yeah. amazing. Uh-huh. So tell me, tell me one or two of the most amazing stories of transformation where you saw a child come in and and then what they have been able to reach and attain. Well, I had... Um, I, I, I'm particularly interested in hearing like the most successful down stories in them because I'm, that my prayer goal for Nathaniel is to be that story, you know? Well, I think Robert's... <clears throat> Robert, my son is a testimony. Yeah. A great testimony. I mean, his his speech is better than his mother's. <laughs> I mean, you could understand everything he says, you know, and that, you know, when, when you're a Down syndrome child is born into your family, you're given terrible, devastating news that mm. they'll never I make. didn't want to read any of the, anything that they said about <laughs> Down syndrome because I was like, you're going to set the bar so low mm. for my expectation that I don't. That's where I'll pray and what I'll expect and yeah. what I'll create. So I, I'm like going, I want to believe for him what anybody else can do. Exactly. And I still do. Yes, exactly. And, and Nathaniel's got 
some harder things against me, having died and had a, um, a breathing tube for seven months, been in the hospital for, uh, I forget how long, I know it was at least 10 weeks, um, mm-hmm. you know, on a drug-induced coma. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but but pretty remarkable. Pretty remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing that he's alive. Yeah. yeah. There's there's your miracle there, right there. there yeah. There's a there's a woman um, that serves at a store. I'm not going to say the business because I don't want to get in trouble. That I'm pretty sure is Down syndrome, mm-hmm. but she's working in the customer service desk, mm-hmm. and I'm going, like, I want to mm-hmm. ask the question so bad because I'm like, you have to be high functioning to to do customer service. Correct. You can't just. It's not just a, someone that runs a register. You got to solve problems all day long. And I'm like, I believe Nathaniel has the brain capacity for that. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's a lot he, of areas he, that... If he, if he has something that he wants, he oh, finds yeah. a way to solve it. Like, if he wants my dad's phone, oh my he's gosh. the greatest pick, pickpocket that's ever lived. Like, <laughs> my dad enters the, the house, and 30, within 30 seconds, Nathaniel gives him a hug, and he's picked his pocket with his phone, or he'll ask <laughs> the dad to sit down where he knows the phone will fall out. My favorite one, though... Was he wanted to get on my dad's laptop, and my dad said no. And so he took a phone and started telling dad, 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 look at me. And he's standing in the hallway, and he's like, like I'm gonna throw your phone down the hall. <laughs> so my dad's like, don't do it, don't do it, and like starts running towards him, throws the phone down the hallway, runs to the laptop. I got the laptop. Oh. No matter what it was, that boy can problem solve. I'll give him that. Oh my yeah. goodness, yeah. he's got a practical joker bone oh. in his body. Yeah. Holy cow! It's like it never turns off. It's yeah. everything. He's always thinking about, like, how to trick you. Yeah, <laughs> yep. How to get what he wants. Yep. That's it. Yep. Uh, Robert is uh, thirty-two. Robert, we bought Robert a gas-powered um, golf cart. We put a, a a sign on it. I hope I can say this online. <laughs> you might have to erase this, Andrew. <laughs> but Robert, because we live in the country, farmers, you know, they they have farm equipment and they drive twenty five miles yeah. an hour on the street. Uh-huh. So Robert can go from our home, which is in uh, to the to the nearest town, which is just a few miles. But he can drive on the street <laughs> because he has the sign. And he wanted it. He wanted to be able to drive down. That is amazing. That's yeah, amazing. he made it. That's Nathaniel's dream right there. Yeah. He wants to drive my truck. Well, he, oh, he will. You know, yeah. <laughs> One mm. day he will. I'm telling yeah. you. We're, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. I want to see all of that. Yeah. Everything. Yes, absolutely. Not today, please. <laughs> In the Lord's time. In the Lord's time. But Robert had, um, had also was uh, healed. <clears throat> In fact, we just got a report. Robert Robert had some pneumonia about 15 years ago, and it left him with a lung di- lung what do you call it? damage? What? Yeah. Anyway, and his oxygen level was in the 80s, but he was functioning and he was fine with it. So we were just praising God and thanking God that he was alive. Um, we move up to the country. See. Oh, I just, I love to see what the Lord's doing for us because Robert now lives in the middle of trees. He lives in the woods and his oxygen level has had fallen three times to 39. People die. Oh, in the yeah. Yeah. But God. Uh-huh. Amen. <laughs> Last week, Robert's oxygen was 93. Well, praise God. 
Robert can, uh, Robert wants, to, does videos. He's always online. I, he knows more about computers than I do. <laughs> and uh, wants to have a, he has his own berry production company. He has a, a logo f- and he's been, he's got so much patience, this boy. He tells us these things and we think, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then God comes along mm. and makes a movie about his life. Mm. <laughs> That's God. Yeah, amen. <laughs> and they're putting his berry production in the movie. <laughs> wow. Anyway, so he's he's just thrilled. Um, he loves Power Rangers. Who's making the movie about his life? Yeah. They're Who making, is? Well, they're making a movie about my life, but Robert's a big part of the life. Wow. And it's a company out of uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. Tell us about the movie. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know this. This I is did, this is awesome. <laughs> Only God can do this. Well, it was a God thing. We knew we were hearing from the Lord. We, we didn't even take think about Robert being part. You know, but not not that he, we didn't even know why we were doing a movie. Mm. But they ended up doing a movie about my life, and then their son. They have an autistic son. Of all, maybe, of all the movie makers that we could find, we, we, God brings us. We meet this man by, you know, by, I don't know, I don't even think there's chance. We just meet him, and he has twin, twin sons who are in the movie business, and his third son is uh, autistic, but he's a great musician. Hmm. So there's, a, there's another thing, Richard. He's a great musician, Amazing. Uh-huh. What does he play? He plays all kinds of instruments, and he also wow. does the, the music and the sound for the movies that these... Oh, wow. Oh, couple my have made. goodness. Uh-huh. So what's the movie about with your life? Like, what's well, it's from Scotland and how I came to America, and, um, you know, I've, I have a very successful Christmas... Uh, Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> I love Christmas. Christmas uh, Christian life, and... <laughs> We've we've got these schools going. We plan to to do even more. Mm-hmm. Um, How many schools a year are you guys doing right now? Well, we well, if you're adding three or four this year, we'll have like thirteen. We have a school in India. Oh wow! For eight special needs. So you guys children. just finished your first building. Yes. And and tell me about that building. It's beautiful. It's absolutely. <laughs> I think it's eight thousand square feet. It's in Haines City. It's on uh, it's on a city lot, but it's big and you know it's parking. Anyway, it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, it will house about 150, 175 children. We don't want anything really, really big. We want to keep our schools small. It's kind of important when you have special oh, needs. Yeah. It works. Oh yeah. What is the, how many students per teacher do you guys have? Well. You know, the, in the perfect world, it's like five to one. Well, but it depends on what kind of students you get. Uh, it could be one on one. It mm-hmm. could be one on two. Um, so you have a you you have a very open model then, a very free flowing model. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very go with the flow. Our curriculum is pace curriculum, yeah, yeah. so that it goes to the child's pace, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and we find. You know, we got Melissa when she was 12 years old. She, all she knew, she was nonverbal, and all she knew to do was color. We said, oh, no, not on our watch. You're hmm. going to learn to read. That's amazing. And, yeah, that's, and she that's, does. 
Well, there's a lot of great things about the school Nathaniel's in, but one of the things that's that's been hard for us to watch is they're teaching the whole class first grade. And he's 15 years old. He doesn't want to be. And I I think he's way beyond that intellectually. Mm -hmm. We've seen him grow beyond that when when Dawn has homeschooled him. Mm -hmm. Um, But but he will regress. And at that level, I don't think there's much motivation. Lately, one of the things, because that's what I pray over, motivation to learn. And but on his own. So I'm, I was trying to get him to say something because he could speak normal before the op, the um you know he, death raised from the dead. People don't know that story. It's an amazing story. You can find the story of Nathaniel. But um, ten weeks drug induced coma, seven months with a trach. He got all of his speech back almost right away, but it didn't last for like a month, and it all went away. And and it was weird. And they they call it apraxia. It's more based on the trauma. Yes, the trauma. Yes. But um, but so he 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 was like trying to say something, and he's staring at me, keeping my attention, and he's repeating it. And I'm repeat every time I would repeat. I, I don't know if we could still be saying that sentence because he was so motivated, mm-hmm. and that's what I've been praying for because I believe, like you can tell it's all there, mm-hmm. and it'll come out. He'll say he was singing. God of Angel Armies, and I could tell almost every word he was singing. You could hear him. Yeah. And um, <laughs> if it wasn't with the song, I don't know if I could have told what he was singing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> because, like, it, he approximates, you know? Yeah. That's the hard part. Yes. The, well, here's what I have to say <clears throat> God hears your prayer. Amen. And it will happen. Amen. Not in our time. We want it yesterday. But it will ha- it will happen. Amen. Uh, as Robert, you know, I've had Robert a little longer now, like sixteen years longer than you've had Nathaniel. You know what I love about you, and 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 I don't find many. A lot of people, when I tell people how I'm praying for Nathaniel, they're like, "He's not going to feel accepted. He's not going to feel loved. You got to love him where he's at, and you got to accept where he's at." And I'm like, "Going, you don't get this. <laughs> you don't get faith. <laughs> you don't like." And there, there's no lack of feeling accepted and loved, yeah. but God is bigger than what we have witnessed so far in his life. And and it's okay. God wants his children. You, got, you used a word during a board meeting, favor, and I've been studying that lately. Mm-hmm. Like um, Jacob asked for favor from God. After he had the blessing, after he had, and he talked about the favor of God. And I've been, I just looked it up. And and all the different expressions, the favor of the Lord, your God, favor of the Lord, favor of God, um, throughout the Word of God, and I'm like, like, I, I'm I, it's going to be one of my deep word studies one of these days soon. Um, God loves to gr- give us His favor. Amen. Amen. And it's okay to ask for it. You have to ask. This is you know, there's a scripture that says. You have not because you ask not. And when you ask, you ask amidst. What does that mean? You're asking wrong. <laughs> you know, you're, you're saying, oh, Lord, do this, do that. And he said, I've already done it. Will you please just start claiming mm-hmm. your inheritance? You know, um, I, I had a conversation with Robert the other day. When Robert was about uh, 30, I think, he said he was retiring because we had him work, <laughs> working at the school. <laughs> I love that. That's, I'm ready. I, like, I, I hear you, Robert. I'm ready to retire at 30. 
I, oh yeah, he was retired. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, now that I'm, but I was at the home, my home office a lot, so I would visit with Robert a lot. He's my, anyway. Everybody says he's my favorite. Of course, he's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> my kids make fun of me for that. Come on, yeah, yeah. Get over it, kids. <laughs> get over it. Yeah. Um, but. He comes, you know, he comes to visit with me. He talks and talks and talks. And then he and his sister fight, just like siblings do. But I was listening to Robert the other day, and, I, and we had just had a board meeting ourselves. You know, we think we're so smart in those board meetings. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh, Lord. We're going to, we're, you know, we're going to leave this body, be with you. And I could see Robert running a board meeting. Mm, Do you wow. hear me? Yeah, come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> come yeah. on. Yeah. I thought, Lord. Ooh, and he hears the voice of the Lord. We were in South Africa. Oh, this is a testimony. We're in South Africa and we're all the big shots. <laughs> you know, they're all the big Americans, you know, because the world looks at Americans and they really, you know, it's like we are envied. Anyway, we're rich. <laughs> you know, that's what the world sees. But um, Robert, we took Robert to South Africa with us, and we're on, t we're on the, the local tele uh, radio station, right? And there's eight of us, and we're all being asked uh, about South Africa, whatever. They're asking us a question, and we're all telling them the big, th you know. And it comes to Robert, and they, and they say, and Robert, what? What do you want to say to South Africa? And he says, South Africa, people of God, God loves you. Oh, dear Jesus, we're getting we're getting the salvation message from the Down syndrome. <laughs> do you hear me? Yeah, teenager, we're all sitting there. Our mouths are wide open. Oh yeah, I, I, Tears I, I, I got to oh, tell yeah. you the most recent story of Nathaniel, and and you're gonna love this one. Um, you might. Did we tell it on the podcast already? Did I, don't, we? I, don't I don't think we did. I don't we try so hard not to repeat ourselves because yeah. both me this and my dad. Worth, worth this worth yeah, repeating. And there's is. a new part to it. So why don't you tell oh, your no. por portion? Oh, okay. So we're, we're at Chick-fil-A, right? It's me, my mom, Coco, and Nathaniel. And uh, Nathaniel's like, Bo, you're going to go talk to those people. Uh -huh. I'm like, I, I don't know who those people are. Bo, you're going to go talk to those people. I'm like, <laughs> all right, all right. We're gonna, let's eat. And then, then I'll talk to them. We're eating. Bo, you're going to go talk to these people. I'm like, okay. Bo, we're going to go talk to people. So as soon as we're done eating, Bo, Bo, Bo. So I'm like, okay. So we walk over there and Nathaniel walks right up, shakes their hand. Oh, no. I think he gives them hugs. Gives them hugs. He gives, yes. he gives all oh three of them gosh, hugs. And then he amazing. walks up to me. He's like, Bo, this is Bo. Like, you know, like everybody look at, look at Andrew. And I'm like, hi, uh -huh. you know. Uh -huh. And we start talking. I'm like, what are you guys doing here? And they're like, you know, we're from South Africa. I was like, oh, you know, I've been to South Africa. I was on a mission trip. They're like, that's what we do. I was like, okay. And they're like, what do you do? I was like, work for Ministry of Human Trafficking. They're like, we've just been getting into that. So we start, we meet this organization and Crazy. we're like, okay, this is awesome. And then um, they give us a card. They're like, hey, contact us. We'd love to, you know, do something with you guys in the future oh, or whatever. Well, and he's, and Nathaniel says, gah, gah, yeah, dad. Yeah, dad. He's talking over about and over and over and over again. Like these guys need to meet me. Yeah, I'm like I'm not there. I'm, no. <laughs> yeah. I love so it. So <laughs> I give my car. I give the car to my dad, and uh, they, they play phone tag for a little bit. And uh, yeah, it was like because of that connection, and we've seen Nathaniel do this before, where you're going, it's a divine appointment, and I've witnessed it. Yes. And I'm like going, so many 
connections. And he found these people, you know, in a, in a restaurant. So I finally call him and we're talking and chatting. And I go, I, and I've been 30 some countries. There's mission agencies and mission boards and mission groups and stuff and like that. This guy's based out of Alabama and he's got work all over Africa. He's Baptist background, kind of independent Baptist. I'm like, there is no connection probably for real. <laughs> but but it, I'm glad I followed through on this. And then he starts asking me questions. And I'm like, I'm going to blow him out of the water because what we do is not independent Baptist. And he was like, I could see hear his excitement over what we were doing. I was like, okay, cool. And and then he's like, um, he's talking about this trip that's going on. And 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 he, so he starts asking me about some of the material I've written. So I tell him a little bit and he goes, stop. And I'm like, what? And he goes, I just picked up a book this morning called Overflow by Chuck Ammons. And you wrote the forward in that book. And he talks about your books in his book. And I picked that up this morning and and I'm like, oh, God, you can't make this stuff up, you know, but they hear God. <clears throat> yeah. Yes, he talks to them, and yes, and yes he does. Yep. Nathaniel, when, when we we had you know church here, he'd made sure not a single person ever. How, how many people have showed up to church? Not a single person talked to them and leave. That was right. impossible at church with Nathaniel. A new person <laughs> would walk up, he would grab their hands, and he would pick a person, walk up to them, and have them shake Thank hands, and then he'd be like, Thank "Converse, you, talk, become friends." Yes. And I mean. People were like, we're going to sneak into the back of the church, you know, and just, you know, kind of check it out. No, you're sitting in the front row next to your new best friends if Nathaniel is there and has his way. So he's just in the pool at my parents place. They're all older people, 55 and older. And uh, he'll swim right up to people this close (laughs) and just be looking at them. Just (laughs) stare at them. Just give them a hug. But when they're in the water, I guess maybe he knows better. Well, he'll he'll hug some people in the pool. But a lot of them, he'll just swim up to them. I love it. I and love then it. as soon as they engage him, he's like, you know, here's Best my friends. dad and yeah. Yeah, give him a hug and it's yeah. he's yeah. something else. It is something else. And we're the ones that are <clears throat> truly blessed by oh, yeah. having these children. You know, I heard that when I was a young woman and I thought, okay, that sounds great, but... Um, you don't know what I'm going through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But God and, yeah. and this to see the children in the schools and... Thank you for what you do. Yeah. So what would you say to the body of Christ um, about special needs people? Just accept them. They, they don't be, You don't have to be afraid of them. Mm. They, they're loving. They're gentle. They're kind. Just They just want to be accepted for who they are. Mm. Just take, you know, take a minute, say hello to them. Um, you know, they're, they're really wonderful people. Yeah. yeah, they really are. <clears throat> I heard I heard somebody say, you know, Jesus said, "Let the little children, you know, come to me." And a lot of times, special needs they keep that little children, so they're always invited to come be with Christ. And just if the body of Christ can have that same type of invitation of let the little children come Amen. to me. Amen. Yeah. You know, we're all special needs if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> also, that's an amen right there. <laughs> I'm like, duh. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> it's true <laughs> but god but god but god yeah all right well i'm going to close in prayer i'm not going to make you close in prayer as you can thank you ba- barely speak so 
Uh, Father God, thank you so much for for everybody, for for all of the incredible uh, special needs that that we overlook, that we we don't take, uh, we don't appreciate as much as we should. God, I pray that the church would, their, our eyes would be open, and they would not be an inconvenience. They would not be something that makes us uncomfortable, God. But we would have a heart. Our heart would be moved with compassion and with care, God. That we wouldn't be uh, a losing effort to care for someone your whole life and to continue to care, God. That we would have new eyes and a new heart for the people that you love, God, that we would have your eyes and your heart, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you, are, if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. And I do have a question about, uh, do you have a website, Esther Schools? Like, where can people kind of fi- follow you? And what's the name of the movie? Okay, it's Esther, estherschool.net. The movie is called um, The Child of Love, but it's not going to be out until um, September. Okay. But we're having our ribbing cutting of our brand new building in Haines City, June thirteenth. Okay. You're invited to come, and we'll have a trailer on the movie. So it, it's going to be we're cool. we're kind of yeah, it's going to be exciting. That's awesome. Estherschools.net. If you want to see what they're doing, see if there's schools nearby. Is there volunteer opportunities? Is there ways that people can get involved? Sure, we love volunteers. Yeah. Okay. Yes, so, absolutely, all around Florida, jobs. India. Are there, you're there's looking there's for jobs people. available. Yes. So, if that's something all... on your heart and you're interested, check out estherschools.net. Thank you. Look out for the movie and subscribe to the podcast. Wow. <laughs>